Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to Inside the Huddle, our April 8th edition. My name is Samuel Sammy Jacobs and I'll be your host today. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you. TJ uh, is with us. Uh, we also have Matt Weaver from Pigs.com coming in. Um, a great show to talk about uh, recruiting and spring practice. Uh, how are you, TJ? I'm doing great. How are you, Sammy? I'm great. Uh, you know, it's a little worried we might lose power this morning when uh, the storm rolled in, but uh, every everything worked out a little uh, well. Yeah, it's, uh, it has certainly not been a pleasant uh, couple of days of weather, um, but uh, as far as I know, everybody is safe, and um, that's good to hear. I, I know the spring practice continues to roll on. I'm looking forward to hearing what Matt has to say. Uh, he does a great job, um, and so it, it will be certainly very interesting to hear his take on spring practice from every report that I have heard. Uh, coaches are pleased with how things are going, which you know is, is almost always going to be publicly what is said. But some uh, some individual things that I've um, been encouraged by is they they seem to be pretty pleased with the play of the and the development of the, some of the wide receivers. Um, Jason Harris, Timmy Cobbs, and Ricky Jones are three guys that have been kind of consistently mentioned as players that are excelling. Uh, the offensive line play has, has been um, something that has been talked about as well, and that's certainly not a surprise. And the tight ends have, have gotten some, some praise as well, um, which I think is something that maybe I'm a little bit uh, surprised by, but definitely encouraged that the guys uh, like Danny Friend and Anthony Corsaro and Jordan Fuchs and Michael Cooper have, have all been mentioned as guys that are having good springs, uh, Anthony Corsaro, especially a player that has been mentioned as being kind of a leader on the offense, uh, somebody that stepped up and has been pretty vocal in practice and uh, has also performed on the field. So uh, things going well in Bloomington, but um, you know I, I don't know if we want to talk about uh, the Jordan Howard injury and how that maybe affects, affects things. Um, I'm sure Matt will have something to say about that. Yeah, Jordan Howard uh, injured his elbow. Uh, ESPN was calling it a hyperextension. So his status for the rest of spring is unknown, uh, but he looks like he should be ready for the fall. Um, As far as as spring practices uh, is going, I've been down there a couple of times myself, TJ, and the energy is great. I was down there yesterday, and and, uh, the defense had a really good day. There was a lot of hard hit hits. Um, we posted the highlights on uh, on on the website, and Chase Dutra and and Antonio Allen are coming down from that safety spot and laying smackdowns on people. And it's it's fun to see the defense was hyped up. Uh, I was there last week, and the offense was hyped up. Uh, and you're right, um, you know these senior leaders they're, they're getting in people's faces in the in the right way. You know they're yelling at people to to get up and get going and, and bring the energy, and that's good to see because I've been around some some teams that ha- have uh, have no energy and there's no excitement. So it, it's good to see all this energy, uh, this energy coming around. So um, 
but there there are some concerns. Uh, special teams has to be a concern. Uh, the punt game is a concern. Yeah, so there are co- some concerns to go with uh, with the bright spots. But yes, uh, the receivers look much better. The tight ends are better at blocking. They're better downfield in the passing game. The offensive line looks strong as usual, and uh, the running game could be very very good again. Yeah, the the personnel. Um, and the experience, we know it's there for the offensive line. Um, really, there's very little they could do that would surprise me uh, as far as, you know, in the positive. Uh, I, I have very high expectations for what they will do in the 2015 season, and I, I really have very little doubt they will perform very well. Uh, the tight ends, I I would not say the same thing about. I did not and still don't really have real high expectations for that position group. As far as receiving goes, you know, I think that they're adequate blocking. It's very good to hear, though, that they have improved quite a bit. Um, that's an area that we talked about. Indiana got very little production from the tight end position in 2014, and that has to change in 2015. So if those guys are ready to step up, and you know, the whole group is not going to take a giant step forward, but if one or two of them take a big step forward and then the rest of the group takes a little step forward, that would be a big help for the offense. Uh, plus just having Nate Sudfeld back, um, you know, everybody that has watched practice and all the coaches have have commented that it, it just makes such a huge difference to have a healthy Nate Sudfeld available. Uh, he does so many things for the offense and is such a, uh, such a clear-cut number one over the rest of the guys. I know that Xander Diamant uh, is currently the number two, but um, you know Setfeld is, is such a, a clear-cut number one that it's it's going to make everybody look a lot better when he's out there, and it, it's good that the the receivers and tight ends are able to to work with him this off season, and it seems like they're meshing a little bit better than they did last year. Yeah, it's it's great to see Sudfeld back on the field. He looks to be uh, like he's confident and around 100%. Um, he's not wearing a non-contact jersey. He's making all the throws. He's uh, scrambling around a little bit. Uh, so, But there, there's no hitting. Of course, in spring practice, you're not going to want to hit the quarterback anyway. Uh, but until he takes that first hit in the first game, uh, we have to see how the, the shoulder holds up because, once again, depth is an issue at quarterback uh, for IU. Uh, you have Diamant there as the backup. Um, he's looked okay. Uh, but after that, you have Danny Cameron and, and Nate Boudreaux. You just don't know what you have there in, in a in a redshirt freshman. And uh, Boudreaux, who has not had very much playing time in meaningful games. Uh, and then you have Austin King coming in uh, for the fall. So, really – it's again, you're holding your breath that on that first hit that Sudfeld gets back up. And uh, if he doesn't, you're in for another long season. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully he does. But if he does and he plays well, he could have one of the, you know, we could have one of the uh, best passing attacks in the Big Ten again. Yeah, yeah, particularly if the wide receivers um, can continue the play that I guess has been apparent so far this spring. Uh, It's been really high praise from Kevin Johns, um, the offensive coordinator, when talking about this wide receiver group, how much they've improved, how hard they worked so far and continue to work this offseason. 
uh, it really sounds like they, number one, understood that last year wasn't good enough, which, you know, again, part of that is due to inexperience and youth. Um, but, you know, it really seems like that they understood that that wasn't good enough. And then number two, took that understanding and, and you know, put in the hard work to make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, it sounds like the study was there in the film room. It sounds like the work was there in the weight room. And on the practice field, just getting with Nate Sudfeld and I would assume the other quarterbacks and, and getting that timing down, getting the route running down. Um, you know, they the coaches commented yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, about the route running that Simi Cobbs exhibited was the best that they'd ever seen from him. Um and we know that he has the, the physical tools and the, the build to be a really good player. So if he can get that part of his game down, you know, he could be a, a, a huge weapon for Indiana moving forward. Right. And right now, uh, TJ, the wide receivers look so much better than last year. Uh, but right now we have uh, Matt Weaver from Peaks calling in. Uh, Matt, Matt, how are you today? I'm okay. So I'm a couple minutes late. Uh, I think the number you sent me was one digit off because I looked it up and it was uh, – so I called in the guy who answered had no idea who I was. Oh, well, we'll – but, um, but I'm here, but I'm right here now. Let's next talk. Time. Oh, that's okay. I'm All here right. now. Let's talk some IU football. All right. Uh, this weekend saw some big news uh, that Brandon Peters had committed to Michigan. He was a guy that IU has long sought after. Uh, what are the reactions to that? Does this mean that IU is now solely focused on uh, Hunter Johnson in the 2017 class? Well, I'm sure there's. I'm sure they're pretty disappointed because they recruited Brandon really hard, and, and he was a guy they liked, and, and he and he liked Indiana. You know, my guess is is they were they were uh, you know probably the number two school for him, but. You know, it's hard to blame him for uh, you know uh, picking a school like Michigan and with Harbaugh there. There's a lot of excitement. Um, I mean, they're still going to try to get a guy in for 2016. Who that is, you know, part you know Peyton Ramsey is a guy they like. But right after Peters committed, they offered a uh, a quarterback, a dual threat guy out of uh, uh, Oklahoma, Terry Wilson. So um, I don't know if that happened after the commit, uh, Brandon Peters commit, but it came out after he committed to Michigan. Um, so I don't know if that means that they're still looking or, um, you know, I kind of thought Peyton Ramsey was next in line, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. He's told me he was going to decide uh, any day now. I mean, it could be this week, maybe next week, and his top two are Indiana and Boston College. Um, but Hunter Johnson definitely, you know, um, as far as in-state commits, definitely moves up to one of the top uh, one of the top targets for Indiana right now. Uh, Peyton Ramsey was in for a visit, I think, a, was it a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's from Ohio. Uh, can you tell us a, a little bit about uh, what Ramsey could bring to IU if he does commit? Well, he's kind of similar, you know, and I, I haven't seen him live, but I've seen him. Obviously, I watched his, watched his film. He's kind of similar to Brandon Peters, probably maybe not the, the same kind of uh, size, but, um, you know, um, pretty close. I mean, you know, what, they're about 6'3", 6'4", 190, 195 pounds. Um, watching his highlights, um, uh, he runs the ball really well. I think he ran for almost a thousand yards last year. He plays at Elder High School, if I'm not mistaken, in Cincinnati. So, and they play good competition. He's playing, you know, some of the top schools um, in a very good football town. Um, you know, seems to throw the ball pretty well. Probably could work on that a little bit. But um, the offense he runs is very similar to Indiana. They spread it out. A lot of option read. 
um, a lot of quick throws. Um, he threw some nice deep balls. And like I said, athletically, he looks like the guy that they've kind of um, started to focus on, which is more of a dual-threat type quarterback. Um, you know, I, he looks to me – he's only a two-star by rivals. My guess is that rating after summer camps will get bumped up um, because he looks like he looks like a legit uh, solid three-star player to me. Right, and I know Hunter Johnson uh, has been saying – or his father has been saying that uh, he wouldn't commit – to a school that Brandon Peters to, committed to, uh, would the same go if Ramsey committed to IU? I don't, I don't think so because if you start, if you start doing that, then who, who are you going to commit to if you're Hunter Johnson? I mean, every, every school is going to probably take a quarterback that's recruiting him this year. I mean, that's almost every school takes at least one quarterback, usually one quarterback per recruiting class. Now, you know, if you have a lot of attrition or sometimes there's a coaching change, the guys transfer out and kind of like what happened with when, when Wilson came over and they had to take some guys, they lost Dusty Keel and Ed Wright Baker, so they had to kind of, you know, overload a quarterback. But usually it's one quarterback per class. And if you're a quarterback, now I can see it, you know, some quarterbacks will say, I want to be the only quarterback in the class, some of the higher-ranked guys, and they can get away with that. But to say, I'm not going to go to school because they took somebody in the class before me, that's you're pretty much limiting your options to nobody. Right, and uh, IU's current class of 2016 uh, sits at zero. Is this a product of, I, I, I know Wilson has talked about, you know, wanting guys to take other visits and, and not forcing them into an early commitment. And I, I believe last year the first commit was around May 1st or the first week of May. Are people, like, in a holding pattern, or is this uh, Coach Wilson saying, hey, look at your options, this is a, a, a big life choice, we want you to make the right decision. Or are people waiting around to see what this IU team is really about? Well, I think there probably are some guys who are waiting. I've heard that there are some in-state kids who are waiting to see how the season goes. Um, you know, I don't I, I don't think it's necessarily accurate to say Kevin Wilson's on the hot seat, but I do think this is a big season for him and the program because it's his fifth year. He's got a seven-year deal. And in my opinion, after this season, Indiana's kind of got to make a decision on what direction they go. If you bring him back, um, you know, which hopefully they win and, and they bring, you need to extend him because it's impossible, almost impossible to recruit on a two-year contract, or at least recruit effectively. I mean, you can get guys, but you're not going to get, no, excuse me, you're not going to get Big Ten level players. Um, but also, it's a product of this is how they recruit. I mean, they're not in a position of the program. Uh, most kids who are committing now are committing to jerseys and, and helmets and tradition, and you know that's not what Indiana has right now. They they're about building a relationship because that's what that's what they have to do. Um, and this early in the process, the relationship really hasn't been built. And it's not just um, them telling the kid to make sure; they want to make sure too. I mean, they, they, there's offers out, but you still want to make sure. And you may not be ready to accept a commitment from a guy until you bring him in, maybe have him in for an overnight visit, an unofficial visit, let him hang around the players and and see what the players think about him. Wilson, Coach Wilson uses the players a lot with recruiting. Their opinions are big because he wants to make sure guys fit in to the culture and, and, and into the locker room. And if the, player, if the players tell him, you know, this guy's not right, then, you know, they'll, they'll pass. I mean, even if they like the kid as a player, they'll pass because they want to make sure he fits. So it's kind of both. But I do think there probably are some guys who kind of want to see how the season goes. Um, you know, because because of the rumors at the end of last year, and and to see if you know Kevin Wilson and his staff will be here long term. Right, right. Winning seems to solve everything, and uh, that that's the big variable that hasn't really happened at IU. Um, Matt, are, are there any 
other prospects that, that are close to, to picking IU or who are on IU's radar that fans should know about? Um, I think, I think, you know, a guy who could be, who, who, another Ohio kid, um, Bedford, Ohio, Shantez Moss, he's a running back. Um, I know the staff, uh, I know the staff likes him. Um, uh, he, t- he is the top two of Indiana and Cincinnati. Um, this was a, you know, last time I spoke to him was a couple weeks ago. I'm assuming that's still the case. You know, he's a, he's a good looking player. Um, trying to think if there's any other in-state guys. Uh, I, um, I've heard that Emmanuel Rugamba, I think I'm pronouncing that right. He's a receiver, actually a receiver DB from Naperville. Indiana likes him as a receiver. I believe he's going to be coming down, um, in the next couple of weeks, I would assume for the spring game. Um, and he's a guy that might he could be he might be a guy who commits early. Uh, ben Skoranek, he's really blown up. He's the Fort Wayne wide receiver. Might grow into a tight end. Um, he's kind of blown up, but um, in Indiana seems to be strong with him. Um, you know, I think you could see. I, I don't know if there'll be any for the for the spring game any commits. Um, you know, a lot of schools they have them at spring games. I, there could be, but I think. Um, I think it could be more like last year as you get in early May and then when you get into June camps. Um, Django Glacken, uh, now he, he West Virginia is his top school, but uh, Indiana's right there with him. Uh, he really likes IU. Um, his dad seems like Indiana's dad's going to be a big part of the process. He's down at IMG, but he will be an early grad, and his decision or timetable will be moved up because of that. He's a guy that could commit here in the next, you know, by the end of May. Ethan Tucky, um, uh, he's a linebacker from Ohio. He had a great visit to IU uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, he's another guy who could commit um, around June 1st. So there's, off the top of my head, those are the kind of na- some of the names that jump out um, as far as guys. Ashawn Riggins, a DB from Ohio. I was texting with him the other night. He really likes Indiana, and I think he's supposed to visit, I think, next week. So he might, once again, he's probably a spring game guy or maybe this weekend. Um, so those are a few of the names that kind of jump out off the top of my head, guys that uh, Indiana likes that are high on Indiana. I mean, most of the kids are going to be Midwest guys because the Florida, Georgia, out-of-state guys um, from the south, they're not going to be able to visit till the summer for camps or in the fall for for official visits because of, you know, obviously financial of them. They can't afford to drive up here or, or fly up here or whatever. So, Right now, it's going to be Midwest guys. Then, you, as you get in the season, the, the focus shifts to the South. Right. Um, I, I forgot the question I was going to ask. It was, it was going to be a good one, but I guess that's like every question that's uh, forgotten. Uh, but uh, Matt, another name, thought, not to interrupt you. Another name to keep in okay. just popped. Another name to keep uh, keep in mind is Jermaine Conyers. He signed with IU uh, two two years ago. Um, from Georgia, he's a D lineman. He's at um, uh, I think Butler Community College in Kansas. He registered last year. Will be playing this fall. Should be a December grad. And I think he's a guy that if his academics check check out okay, I think IU will try to bring him in again. Um, and you know, he's a good player. They really liked him two years ago, and he just missed being qualified. And uh, so that's another name that just kind of popped into my head. A guy that you could see, you know, like I said, if I, he I don't think he has a new offer from Indiana. Um, but that could be that's just their waiting to see how he's doing academically. And if he does okay this semester and looks like he's going to make it for as a December grad, he could be a guy they offer. And I think they would have a really good shot to, to uh, land him again. Yeah, that would be, that would be a, a terrific addition as uh, the defensive line could use a bolster next year. Um, Matt, what, what 
how many players do you think are going to be in this 2016 class? Um, there, there are a bunch of guys who might take a fifth year, or might not take a fifth year. Uh, what do you anticipate numbers-wise? Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think they have around, I want to say around 12 to 13, 14 scholarship seniors. Um, you know, I don't think this will be uh, – it, it'll be tough, I think, to get to 25. That would be a lot of attrition. Um, and like you said, there there are some guys, you know, will they take their fifth year? Um, you know, my guess is it'll be in the, it'll be in the mid to high teens at least. So, you know, 16, 17, 18. Um, and I, I could see it possibly getting to 20. You know, you just you, – you, it just – guys get hurt. Things happen. You know, there's some, you know, uh, you know, David Kaminsky last year, you know, he couldn't, he didn't come back because of an injury and Peyton Ecker was kind of the same deal. Um, you know, stuff like that happens. Um, a couple of years ago, Alex Todd had to, you know, basically retire from football because of injury. So I would guess, you know, it, it'll be more than 12. That, that, that never happens, but um, it wouldn't shock me if they don't get to 20 and it's only about 16, 17, 18. It's not going to be a huge class. But it's still an important class. I mean, just because you're not signing 24-25, this is still a very important class. And if they can get over the hump and get to a bowl game, it could be it could be a really good class, even at 16, 17, 18 guys. Right, as long as you get the the 16 right guys and 16 good guys who could help the program, um, it's better than getting a, a full class of 25 uh, of guys who who really can't help your team. Um, Matt, thank you for jumping on with us. I, I appreciate it. I know you have to, to go and, and pick up your daughter. Um, sorry for giving you the wrong number. I switched one of the digits. Uh, won't happen again. It was one of uh, a dyslexic moment on my part. <laughs> but thank you for jumping on. Oh, no problem. And it, it was no big deal. I, you know, I jumped on your guys' podcast, saw the number. So no worries. I, I enjoyed it. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, and uh, hopefully I can, uh, we can talk again sometime soon. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, hopefully see you down at, at practice next week or uh, definitely during the spring game. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Matt. All right. Thank you. TJ, uh, Matt, Matt's uh, one of the forces on the recruiting trail for IU, and, and I respect his opinion a lot. Uh, you can follow him at pigs.com. Uh, he, he's, no, he's so knowledgeable about these uh, recruits. And what they might do. Um, it, it's really interesting to see uh, what IU might do this year. You talked highly about Peyton Ramsey. Uh, Ohio, like Indiana, Ohio's stacked in quarterback uh, quarterback prospects this year. And, and Peyton Ramsey, looking at his tape, he looks like a good one. Um, so, you know, th- there's definitely some out there, and it's interesting to hear what the recruiting strategy is. Yeah, missing out on Brandon Peters, certainly disappointing. Um, not surprising, really, when, when we saw uh, that Michigan had entered the fray for him and that Harbaugh was coming after him, making him a priority. Um, it, it seemed like they became the school to beat, and that, that's what ended up happening. Um, he appears to be a, a really good fit for that offensive system that they're expected to run in Ann Arbor. Um, but if you were going to miss out on a top quarterback, uh, 2016, not a terrible year to have that happen. Because as you said, there are a lot of good quarterbacks in the Midwest for 2016. And Peyton Ramsey's one of them. Um, you know, Matt seemed to think that he, he was a guy that, uh, is 
more well thought of than his ranking would indicate. Um, and that, that's certainly good to hear. I, I think it definitely seems like he's uh, down. The making close to making a decision, uh, as you said, between IU and Boston College. We don't have any insight as to, as to where he's leaning, but uh, if if you were to choose Indiana, I think it'd be a good, uh, solid way to start off the class. Um, and I thought it was really good insight on Matt's part as to where the focus is early on in the class and the reason behind that. Uh, the kids from the South, from Georgia, from Florida, where you know IU certainly um, places an emphasis in recruiting. You know, it's kind of Indiana, Ohio, and then after that. Uh, kind of Florida and Georgia, um, that they're that they're looking for their players first and foremost. So it's interesting to hear him give the reason for why the start of the class is going to be more Midwest kids, and then as those uh, kids from Florida and Georgia have a chance to take their visits later on in the process, um, you know, you'll start to see some of those kids from the South maybe start committing and filling up the class, but. Um, I think he's right on with this class. will be somewhere in the high teens. But, you know, like you and him both said, it, it's hard to know exactly for sure because there are so many guys that are going to have to make a decision as to whether or not they want a fifth year. And that's going to continue to be the case under Kevin Wilson as he redshirts, um, you know, more and more freshmen that aren't ready to contribute right away. But, uh, you know, the depth allows you to redshirt them. So they have that choice entering their fifth year, whether or not they want to take that year of eligibility or move on with the, with their professional lives. Yeah. And it, and it's, you know, it's bittersweet to see these, all these guys, you know, retire. If you, is the word he said, retire from football at such a young age. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can really see how brutal the sport is. It's 12 games you play every week with an off week. Um, you saw Ohio State last year. I think they played 15 games. It, it's uh, And then you see with uh, Patrick Willis and, and Chris Borland in the NFL calling it careers. So it really, you know, the injury toll of football, it, it is real. Uh, some people, you know, don't want just say, hey, I've had enough. And, and other people are like, "Hey, this is this is what I want to do, and, and this is what I love, and, and I'm going to do it until I can't do it anymore." Um, so mm-hmm. it, it is sad to see see some of these guys walk away, but and we respect their decision and, and, and wish them the best. So hopefully nobody has to retire because of injury. That's just an awful way to go out this year. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, and the right. recruiting. Him, him using the, the current team to to recruit kids to figure out, find out if they're a good fit in the locker room. You know, if they all get along. It, from being around the program, the program, they're family, man. Uh, and and you saw it on Twitter uh, with last year's class um, that hey, they're texting each other, they're facetiming each other, they're Snapchatting each other. They're they're a big family, and so I I think that's a, a pretty cool. Uh, a pretty cool, you know, thing to have happen is if a guy says, "Hey, this guy's not going to fit with us," uh, to to them relate that to the coach and, and go find somebody who will help in the locker room. Because if you have a great player who's a cancer in the locker room, it doesn't matter. The team's going to fall mm-hmm. apart. 
yes, there's there's a lot of talented guys out there. Uh, the really special players for a program are the guys that turn that talent, use their talent, and also fit in uh, as a part of the team. Because these guys, you have to think about how much time they spend together. Um, like you said, it's it's really family. Um, they're going to end up spending hopefully four or five years together as a group and there's going to be hardly a stretch of days of more than one or two days where they're not going to come into contact with this group of guys. So how they get along, how they fit in as a team is really important. Um, yeah, you coaches know that. And if, you know, if you come into your visit, you're a really talented guy, uh, that, that gets you on IU's radar, but you don't fit in with the team for a variety of issues. Uh, Odds are that the IU coaching staff is going to ask you to to look elsewhere. Um, On the other side, maybe you're just as talented as somebody else and you're a really good fit. Um, You know, that offer is still going to be there and the IU coach are going to pursue you accordingly. So uh, fit's a really big deal and it's easy to see why that is so important. And I think the really good teams are the ones that have the talent, but also get along with each other. We saw it so much with this Wisconsin basketball team. There was so much talk about how they, yes, they had a lot of talent, but it was really a special group of guys that bonded together over a common goal. Um, They got along with each other. They constantly talked this week and throughout the season about how they were family, and they accomplished a lot of things together because of that. So it's important in every sport, and I think football especially so. You have such a big group of guys that spend so much time together, um, and, and recruiting to fit and to system is a really big deal. I think it's something that Kevin Wilson has gotten better at throughout his tenure. Yep, and TJ, I wholly agree with you, and that Wisconsin team was fun to watch, and the press conferences were great. Uh, but we are out of time. Uh, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Um to, to put the season in perspective, I think we have 20 more weeks until we kick off, and uh, it seems like a lot, but, you know, listen to the podcast every Wednesday, and, and it'll go a little bit faster. Um, TJ, thanks for joining me today, and it's great. it was great to talk to, to Matt Weaver uh, about the recruiting. Yes. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and we will do it again next week when we have 19 weeks left. We'll count down with everybody else. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow us on HoosierHuddle.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. I uh, also want to send a big congratulations to Brian Tonsani, who won our Hoosier Huddle Bracket Challenge. Uh, he came from behind and, uh, and uh, has won a, a $10 gift card to D'Angelo's in Bloomington. So uh, we'll give him his prize at the spring game, and, and congratulations again. Uh, so have a great rest of the week. And we'll talk more football next week.